This is the Another Way to See It podcast, a show about perspective. I'm Randy, an old soul with a beginner's mindset, curiously navigating this journey we call life. I bring my life experiences and authentic curiosity to meet people where they are, challenging them to break the old blueprints and patterns that are no longer in alignment, cleaning up our messes to learn and evolve. I'm Kim. As a coach, I take a hawk-like perspective. I use keen, big picture seeing, deep embodied listening, and the courage to ask hard questions, to contextualize experiences and connect dots. In this way, I help guide my clients to places that are well-examined, expansive, and full of possibility. Each week, we dive deep into topics that most of us navigate in our everyday life. We're glad you're on this journey with us. We're excited to announce that we're now on Patreon. Go to our show notes or our Instagram page, Another Way to See It podcast, for the link. Please be patient with us as we're navigating this new platform. See you there. Thanks for tuning in to Another Way to See It. I'm Randy. And I'm Kim. And here we are in the moment, hitting the record button because there are some words, some sayings that we've kind of been going back and forth with lately. So which one do you want to start with, Kim? My word is discernment. I use it a lot. What does that mean? And how do we get comfortable using our discernment? So, Randy, what is your idea of discernment? Well, to be honest, I've never uh, heard that word till you started using it. For me, it was almost like what, how you navigate situations. It's like the ability, in a sense, to process things or to judge. And then so I had to look it up. And that's pretty much what it was. It was the ability to, to judge well for lack of better words. I sat with this because I have an understanding about discernment for myself. And I came up with this discernment is the activation or the use of all of our wisdom bodies in the pursuit of a personal truth. So to me, discernment means rational, logical mind together with a physical sensation in your body and putting together what you see, what you hear, the energetics of it, how your body is responding to what is being presented in the moment. And then you run it through your rational brain or however configuration that is to come to a, a, a felt knowing that this is a right thing for you or that this is a truth for you. And that that's the definitely the process that I have come to call discernment. But it's not something that you can just turn on. I mean, I think it's rare to be born with that. Maybe there are people who are born with more discernment than others, but it's something you can cultivate in your life. Oh, hands down. I agree completely with hearing your definition. It resonates a lot better for me to 
process it and to understand it in a sense. And I feel, and and this could this could lead down a shift in the conversation, but I feel that discernment when it shows up and when you go through that process of understanding and it, seeing what is aligned with you, what you feel, what you hear, like when you take all that and you put it into action to make a decision, to come to a conclusion that it, it varies by almost where you're at in your journey. Does that make sense? And so how it could come up is, and does this take away from the meaning of discernment when you make an action, even though you're feeling like it's the best decision for you and it turns out being different or you're reacting instead of responding that can that balance shift discernment because then we're not having a place of pausing and really processing. I think that the more you master the ability to, to understand experience, you can have a very quick action that looks like a reaction, but is from an informed place. So let me give you an example. I'm walking along. It's nighttime. I see something that looks a little sketchy and I decide to, instead of going where I was going to go, I decide to go someplace else that seems a little safer in the moment. I have pieced together several bits of information from like an intellectual awareness of, yes, women walking alone at night might be something that's dangerous, maybe an energetic feel. I've got a gut feeling from seeing something that doesn't look quite safe or, or, you know, could be problematic. So I'm employing all my senses. It's happening really fast. I didn't have to sit and think, oh, maybe this is dangerous. Maybe I shouldn't go over there. Hmm. Maybe I'll phone a friend. It happened. In it, I wouldn't call that a reaction. I would call that discernment. Mm-hmm. Just how practiced you are, how skilled you are at like reading your your cues and trusting those. Which can be difficult for people. Absolutely. And And that's just, without the the awareness around it of of understanding what discernment is and listening to those cues and those you know flags the sirens the lights whatever you want to call it that just doesn't yes i do think some people are naturally have that talent if you want to call it a talent i call i would just associate more to awareness and being present skill. Yeah. But it, it, it has to be formed like you, like what you're saying. And so it takes the, the 10,000 hours it takes really putting in quote air, air quotation marks here, the work and the trial and error of, okay. Yeah. I thought that was my cue and come to find out it wasn't. Hmm. One of the things that I've learned is to pause that that is, you know, part of it when the answers aren't, when that, when that information isn't so crisp just in that moment to say, Hey, I'm going to need some time. 
I'm going to need to think about this overnight, or I'm going to need to get back to you next week. Yeah, but we aren't, we aren't taught that or showed that. Totally not. But what, well, what I'm saying is in my process of learning, of, of building my muscle of discernment, I have come to be aware that when that information isn't very clear, I can pause and take the time I need to get the information that I need to make a, a better choice for myself. Oh, for sure. I agree. I mean, I, I always say this uh, saying with my friends and, and my brother and stuff is like, oh, did you just throw down your jump to conclusion, Matt? Did you just throw it down, jump to it and see what see what happens? Like that that's reacting, right? Like at the end of the day. And so coming from this place of discernment and sitting with and where we're at now is taking the pause. A lot of people don't know what that looks like. And so for me, learning how to pause and how to take those minutes and saying, as discomforting it is in the moment of, hey, I'm going to have to get back to you because I need to sit with this. The old me wouldn't have done that because I was a people pleaser. I wanted to give them the answer right after they asked it. And now doing my work and understanding what I need in those types of moments is discernment. And I'm just now like putting these pieces together as we're talking about it because that word was unfamiliar to me until you started using it. And now that we're talking about it, I'm able to piece more pieces together of like, yeah, this makes sense. I really like to build on this. And some of the things that help you become more discerning is the power of observation and you are the subject. So it's taking some time, making some time, maybe a week to notice how your stomach feels in different situations, in different environments, under different mm-hmm. conditions and stressors. Your boss is coming down the hall. How do you, how does your stomach feel? You're about to see your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever. How does your stomach feel? You know, you get into an argument with a, a driver on the freeway. How does your stomach feel? Noticing how your stomach feels. And then just for like a week so that, that it becomes very familiar to you. Then you notice maybe how your breathing changes in different situations and you become very acquainted with your breath pattern. Then you, you start to test to see if you can to pick up on energy, go into a room. Can you read the energy in the room? Not just the expressions, but like energy, energy between people. I love going to public spaces and watching people. You can see the energy between people. So if you're looking to hone your discernment around energy, go out in public and watch dynamics between people. You'll, you'll see it. And then, you know, I have a series of sort of guides for lack of better word, um, wisdom guides that I will defer to. And that has, that communication has, has really happened with lots and lots of practice and meditation and, and stuff like that. It is something that I count on. So if I need more help making decisions, I can go to that guide. Many people are religious. You can go to your higher power, God, source, universe, whatever your higher power is that, that wisdom that exists within and also outside of you, use that. That's a wisdom body. 
but we have to practice in baby steps, developing each of these areas until they become second nature to us so that when we need them, we they're reliable. Yeah, but that, that, that causes change. That's breaking out of the cycle of your day-to-day normal instead of taking the example of how does your stomach feel when your boss is coming, right? A lot of people, I feel, and I have no statistics on this by any means, but I feel it's easier to just get the knot, you know, if that's what it is, an uneasy feeling. People get stuck there and they're just like, oh, I don't know why this is happening. Or they associate it to their boss, but there's always deeper work that's needed. And that's what you just described doing. It has to take breaking the cycle of the normal, leaning into that unknown moment of, okay, I want to explore this. I'm curious about why this is happening and why this isn't working. But a lot of people just say that and then take no action. This is an action step. This is what the work looks like. You just described what the work looks like and breaking down on how you navigate certain situations. And I think that's what's so important that needs to be heard is to break out of the cycle and do something new. You gotta be, you gotta be the the student. I kind of feel like if people are listening to this show, they're, they're in the program, you know, whatever. And if, and so I'm only really talking to anybody who wants to break the cycle, because if you don't, you're not going to be listening to the show. So kudos to our listeners, because you're already breaking cycles. Oh, agreed. And that's what I feel like I bring so much to this is when I talk about having an old soul is it resonates with me and I've done the work, but I also still have that beginner's mindset of where I want to drop in and like not dumb it down by any means, but like, like slow it down. Like let's, let's go back to the beginning. This is a beginning step as small as it is just noticing, go the step further, write it down so you can go back to it. It's just a little, write down a sentence, a word, a feeling, just something for you to gauge to see the progress, you know, and, and and also the other side of that is to not get fixated on why it hasn't changed in the time frame that you expect. I'm almost done with the why question. It doesn't matter to me why anymore. It just matters if it's helping me or hindering me. If it's not helping me, then I got to sit there and let it go, let it in, let it through, let it go. And the details, they're not that important to me anymore. It's just an interesting observation that I'm making about my, the way I'm aging or growing. Expanding. Expanding. Yeah. I love it. And you brought up a word that I wanted to discuss, sit with. Yeah, like, you're always saying sit, you gotta sit with yourself. You gotta yeah. do I'm like, okay, but what does that look like for you, Randy? It it comes out for me in action steps. Even though you're sitting with it and you're 
you're asking yourself questions, you're having that internal dialogue, things are coming up, you get curious about sitting with it is not just the internal conversation. For me, it needs to have action behind it. And you brought up a good point when we were talking previously of how that energy action looks like. And it can be journaling, running, yoga, painting, you know, whatever that looks like to feel the feeling that needs to come out because it's all energy. It's all within. So when I say sit with, it's being present in that moment and feeling your body, which, which you help me bring this to words. And that looks different that one day it might, you might go for a run and that might be how you can really shut off all the noise and get away from all the distractions and really be with yourself. Even though you're moving, you're not technically sitting. So even though I like to say sit with, and sometimes it is sitting and meditating. Sometimes it's sitting in quiet and just paying attention to the the thoughts that are going through the brain and, and seeing what stands out more and what, what you stay on. And just where I'm going with is you got to figure out what that looks like for you in that moment. Yeah, that's a tough one. Cause that, I would say that's like terrifying to most people. Uh, I had this thought the other day that people spend so much energy and so many years hiding things because they don't want to be judged about these things. And it can be in some cases, so the thought of someone finding out could be so disturbing that it would drive you to really serious behaviors like killing someone, right? Or Mm -hmm. doing some really weird things because you want to suppress the truth that you think is so crazy that no one will be able to accept you if they knew this about you. So the idea of sitting with some of the most troubling thoughts that you have is actually terrifying. And I, you like to go back to the beginning. And so I'd say before you can even sit with these things, you have to number one, acknowledge the feeling Mm -hmm. and allow it to come in. And you and I have done this, uh, had this conversation before about the, um, um, the guest house by Rumi. We've had the conversation about allowing people to show up. Well, mm-hmm. energetic emotions, they actually don't need our permission, but if we want to do it in a healthy way, that is gracious to allow them to welcome them in, but we need to be prepared because when the emotions enter the body, there's a physiological response and it can be tears. It can be rage. It can be illness, right? Feeling nauseous, feeling a headache, having a bad taste in your mouth. It can make you want to run. It can cause you to become so exhausted that you can't do anything. You just have to sleep. So when we want to break the patterns, as you said, we have to acknowledge the emotion as there and invite it in and then create the, the container for it to be alchemized, which means that we have to allow it to live through us and live its course through us. 
Yeah. And and also to add to that of the container that you don't have to do it alone. Absolutely. There are there's therapy, there's coaches, there's groups, there's communities. You know, there are others like you, like me, like the person struggling, you know, to go back to the to the lie that they're telling themselves thinking they won't be accepted. Uh, there is somebody out there that will resonate with you. I, I firmly believe that whatever crazy deep down thing you're hiding I honestly believe that there is somebody out there that can direct you and help you navigate that and find a so-called tribe or community to help you grow. And so you can be your authentic self because I do feel like a lot of lies and stuff people are hiding is their authentic self trying to come out, but they're so worried about the judgment and the fear of not being liked. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about when you were talking was that you might have somebody there and they may have no clue what is going on because sitting with your emotions doesn't just look like, okay, well, today I'm going to be angry. Now let me get out my journal and write a few lines about being angry. It's chaotic. If you really are sitting with your stuff, it's chaotic. It's not linear. It's not pretty. It can dissolve and then it can rise up into profound wisdom. And then it can dissolve into just being freaking shattered on the ground, depending on what it is you're sitting with. But it doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense until you're on the other side of it. And even then you have the chance of not fully making sense. Exactly. And I think it's, it's removing the expectations and just being present and allowing to come what's, what's going to happen without the expectation of, like I said earlier, like, why am I not understanding this today? You know, it's like learning something new. You beat yourself up because you messed up or, or you failed, but you didn't fail. You're growing, you're expanding. I think that There have been so many books written about the work and there's a lot to be said about it. But one of the truths that I'm experiencing is that I technically need to know a lot less than I think, and I need to be more open than I think. So Mm. there's so many books I could read that would tell me about this and that. And there's so many people I could talk to that would tell me about this and that, but the truth is, is that the more open I am to experience life, all of life, the more profound, the deeper, the quicker, the more beautiful it is just being open, just to be open. I mean, I've, I've lived that I'm, I'm proof of that. I mean, it's almost been three years for me of, you know, my third eye opening, me questioning things. And, you know, for you, it's open-mindedness. For me, it's curiosity. I mean, I talk about that all the time. And living that has shown me there's so much more out there. There's so many more people that I resonate with when I, before I started this, 
yes, I still have friends and that, that from my past and I still talk to, to people on and off. But what I'm saying is, is my old version had those people, but my new version has people that I have not met yet. Mm. Wow. And I'm okay with that because I know that me keeping an open mind, you know, keeping several lenses, you know, cause what, what's the old saying? There's three, there's three truths to every story, mm. you know, taking that, you know, listen, letting someone give me input, but allowing myself the discernment mm-hmm. to make my own decision, but still having an open mind about where they're coming from. Absolutely. I mean, I, I love to think that people have walked down a path prior to me walking down and they can help me out. They can share some wisdom with me. At the end of the day, no one has worn my feet on their legs walking down the same path. And so all it really is, is a share about how they experience that path for me to take if I want or not. That's it. To even piggyback off that, I'd say the people that aren't on their journey doing the work can still be the teachers for us with, with the path that we're on. Of course, everything is a teacher, everything. If you want it, it's up to you. It's available. It's there. If you want it, Mm. use your discernment and then sit with it, sit with your discernment. (laughs) How about that? We'll just, we'll just, We'll just start our own phrase. And so I guess that would be a, a call to action, a challenge. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Sit with your discernment. However, don't do the same pattern. Switch it up. Can you give me an example of what you're Okay. Talking? For example, if something's weighing on you for you to make a decision and usually you do like a pros and cons list, right? Like that's a big common thing feel what's in your body sit with it see what's coming up for you in your body and act on that that energy so if usually you're a list taker or a journal go walking go for a run be outside in nature switch it up see what's working and what doesn't work i love it and then the last part of that action step is to send us a dm and tell us about your experience. Oh, I want to know. I think I think we're on to something here, Kim. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks for that. I learned a lot. So yeah, I appreciate that. All right. Till next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Another Way to See It, please be sure to subscribe share the episode, and leave us a rating or a review. Also, don't forget to check out our Instagram page, Another Way to See It podcast, all one word. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out.